0: Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's Pain in the Pod. Before I get into this week's guest, I want to thank all my people that are joining on Patreon. It's so exciting, there's so much going on over there. For the $10 level, I'm putting out a what to listen to each week, and for the highest level, I'm doing a weekly Zoom call face-to-face so you could talk to me about podcasts or pop culture or whatever you wanna talk about. So let me shout out these people that are joining because it's so exciting. So first we have, At the No Pain, No Gain, which is the top level, we have Anne, Dana, David, Elizabeth, Jenna, Marcy, Megan, Whitney. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. It's amazing. And then on the next level, which is called So Much Pain, I've got Angela, Claire, Elizabeth, Holly, Katrina, Natalie, Rebecca, and uh, I think it's Sherna or Shern. Thank you guys. And then there's lots of people on the other levels that I want to shout out as well because all levels make it run, and it's it's just a huge, huge deal for me to have all these people that want the extra content. So thank you. Now on to this week's guest. It's Ryan Bailey of the podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. He's so funny. And if you want to just laugh, 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 follow him on Twitter. It's Ryan Bailey 25. He's got a great podcast. Some of his podcasts are four hours long. And so you'll hear um, while I'm talking to him that I'm trying to counsel him to get those down a little shorter (laughs) um, or break it into two but he's hilarious, he's a wealth of knowledge and I loved talking to him. So, enjoy this week's episode and as always, please let me know what you're listening to. Thanks. Hey all and welcome to this week's Pain in the Pod. I'm so excited to have a fun guest today is Ryan Bailey of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Ryan's podcast is hilarious and it's a deep dive into pop culture including a lot of reality TV. Welcome to the show, Ryan.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, it, I'm I'm ecstatic right now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's the first I've heard of that. That's really
1: nice. <laughs> I'm I'm quarantine ecstatic. I'm oh okay, ecstatic. all right.
0: So it's a it's a different level, perhaps. It's a
1: different level. Yeah. Normally I would just be like pretty excited, but now I'm quarantine ecstatic <laughs> because I'm it's just stuck in my bedroom.
0: I understand. I understand. I'm stuck in my guest room. So your podcast for for my listeners who haven't heard it it literally talks about everything so we start at we start with anything pop culture and you break down song lyrics you watch mm-hmm. old shows you watch current shows yeah. so how did you get this started and then how did you decide to sort of go down this track of like i'm just going to just blanket it all
1: it wasn't meant to be a blanket of it all because these podcasts are extremely long. Like I'll do four to five hour podcasts each week and they're really heavily produced in the sense that I like really, I I take a lot of time with putting like sound cues in and, and clips of the shows and stuff. And it's, it, it, I originally had been on a, a Kardashian podcast called realizing stuff where I did it with a, a partner and I never thought I would do a solo podcast, but I really missed it once we, we stopped doing that podcast. So I started that, I didn't think I would be able to talk more than half hour by myself. Mm -hmm. And it just got to be where like there, I grew up in pop culture. I was like the little weird kid that grew up in Kansas that my mom would take me to the mall and she would let me pick out one magazine and I would pick out like Variety or the Hollywood (laughs) Reporter. Like I was obsessed with movies. I was obsessed with TV. And as I got older, it's kind of weird you know, I really fell in love with reality shows about like 13 years ago. And and especially for a straight man, it's very weird to be into every Bravo show that's known to man. But like, so I love music, I love movies, and I really love reality shows. So the show kind of just covers everything. And I, I just kind of found that I was like, I can't just talk about one thing because I kept wanting to talk about more. So I put timestamps on these shows so people can skip to the, the topic they want to they want to go to. But also, all of it with a blend of real silliness and a real tongue in cheek. Like even those song lyrics that I break down, it's completely made up. Like I just literally take a <laughs> song, I make up songs. Like I did, you know, the Erica Jane song from real housewives of Beverly, Beverly Hills, her how many F words do I give? And it turns out that song is about women's liberation. So, you know, like I'll just break down, I'll make up a meaning to a song, but I'll really go into it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. So it, it just, it kind of came to be, and I have to find a way to shorten these things because <laughs> it's so hard to put together. It's so hard to put together, but I don't know. It keeps me sane, especially in a time like this. And, you know, you know, once you start this, like how many cool people that you meet, that you listen, that listen to you. Yeah. Like it really becomes this weird family that like keeps you going and like appreciates your work. And I'm an actor in LA and it's really nice. Sometimes we don't have control over what auditions we have or anything like this. And this is the one thing in my life where I have a little bit of control of, you know? So it's really nice.
0: I was going to ask you what your day job was. I mean, if you're in LA, I mean, I, I assume you're an actor, but you know, one yeah. never knows.
1: Well, actually I'm an acting teacher. So, oh. um, so I've been at a place called Leslie Conning company for the last 12 years. And it's a Ah, uh, we teach TV and film acting, so we'll coach actors on auditions. Uh, once they book parts, we'll coach them. We teach classes there, but that's kind of been my. day. I was a nightclub manager before that, and then I started that, and it allows me to go on auditions whenever I want. I mean, of course, now nothing is filming at all, but I do voiceover act, uh, voiceover acting, TV and film acting, and commercial acting. So I've been on like The Office, How I Met Your Mother, Criminal Minds. So I, you know, I, I work here and there, but this podcast kind of just, it's like another full-time job and it's, it's been great.
0: It totally is a full-time job, especially if you're doing the huge ones that you do. So are you still at this point going into your day job and then like staying up all night doing these podcasts? No.
1: Well, so, so that's what I was doing now, but now I am doing the same hours, but we do zoom classes now. Oh. You know, we do zoom classes and I'll still like man the phones. Like today, my shift is like 1230 to 9pm. So all like yesterday was 830 to 5. It's like it's a weird like we're still like chugging along. But we're having to reinvent the business and how we do things. But if you think about it, like zoom, you know, it's a different way of communicating. It's a different way of acting, but it's still a video seeing a face. Mm-hmm. And we still get to see you know, it's it's clunky and You can't really do scenes with other actors because sometimes like the technology just stutters or something, but you can still do solo monologues. You can do, and I don't know if this is fascinating for your audience, but it is interesting. (laughs) It is interesting to deal with actors and to to try to solve. I think, I don't know if you realize this, usually with anything, any kind of problem that gets out there, like what we're dealing with now, usually artists or people that are creative like yourself, you'll find ways to deal with with that issue and kind of soup, like kind of make it better, find a different way around it. And I think hopefully in another couple of weeks or another couple of months, we're going to see some really great things come out of this time. You know, it's going to push you to be more creative. It's going to push me to be more creative. And I hope, I mean, I really hope that that's what we're going to, we're going to have to show for this at the end of all of this.
0: God, me too. What be, It's going to be great to look back on it. And I keep telling my kids who are teenagers, I keep telling them like, you're going to be able to like tell your kids or you'll be going to be that person be like, you won't believe what I lived through, you know, like you'll, you'll remember it. And they're like, ah, are we going to the beach? (laughs) Can we go to camp? You know, they're, all they want to know is like, are they going to get to go to camp? Are they going to get to go to the beach? Will they get to play on their basketball league? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. I like, I gotta, I gotta go upstairs and record a podcast. Somebody watch the dog. Like, I, like I gotta get, (laughs) I gotta get through today. So it will be interesting. You're right to see, Like, for example, this past weekend, they had Saturday Night Live. uh, Oh, I know. Totally different. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, this is something fun to watch,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, I mean, you think about the normal, like, Saturday Night Live. Like, I watch it every week because it's just a tradition. Me and my dad, like, I've watched every episode. Like, we used to watch it together, and I still – watch it every week. And even before this, like, I got to tell you, sometimes it's not that great. So like this, them doing this, this past week, it was still, it was something different. Maybe it all didn't work, but some of it did work. And it was exciting that you're like, people push on people, adapt people, you know, it's just, we, we need these things. We need these podcasts. We need these shows. This is something that really helps us get through this time, I think. And I don't want to sound too much on a soapbox, but it really does mean something to me, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I was thrilled to see it. And, and, and Tom Hanks said at the beginning, he goes, you know, some of it you'll like some of it you want, but it's sorry, not live. That's the way <laughs> it is every week. <laughs> and yeah, every week you're I like, mean. this was good. This was bad. Yeah.
1: Right. I know. Yeah. I mean, you, just, the only thing is like you, you do miss the actual, you, you forget how much human, like actual physical human a- interaction means. You know, and I don't mean touching, but just even like seeing people closer than six feet, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So when did you start the podcast? Has it been like, it's been like a year? I mean, has it hasn't been super no, long. No, no, no,
1: no. It's only been like, it's only been six months and I've been so lucky because it caught an audience really quickly. And it, what I was hoping to do in the first year, we did in like the, the first couple months and it just really blew me away that I was able to find an audience because you know how hard that is to like actually get people to care and get people to come back week after week and especially for those long ones. So I've been, I've been really lucky. It's only been six months, but I've been podcasting, you know, for years and years now. I even do a podcast for my acting school uh, that I just talk to actors. So it's been, I've been doing this for a while, but in terms of this kind of like comedy reality show, pop culture genre, this has only been six months, I think.
0: All right. Let's, let's, you touched on this. So let's, let's discuss the length of your podcast. So, I've listened to quite a bit of them, and I was like, oh, well, when I'm going to interview someone, like, I go in and I see, like, maybe what I haven't listened to, to you know, so I yeah. can really talk to you. And I was like, first I thought, because knowing you and that you're very funny, I thought, okay, well, this is like a joke, and he put that on there as like a joke, right? And you're going to actually zip <laughs> through it, and it's going to be 45, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, these podcasts are Ugh. Four hours long. Now, yes. uh, then I was like, surely he to put the timestamps on. So I went and scrolled, and you did. You had timestamps on uh, yeah. where you talk about things, which is hugely helpful. So you could go through. I can like, because I love Laura Marie Halls. I've had her on here before. And so I'm like, want to listen to what she has to say, especially anything regarding Vanderpump. So it is really long, but it is great that you have the timestamps in there for people to pick and choose, I guess.
1: I need you to help me get it shorter. We need to find a way to get it. I just, I, you know, once you start something and you're like, oh no, I can't seem to like pull it back now. And I need to find a way, but then you know how like your, your fans will, or your listeners will like write in, you know, the people that love these long ones are so vocal. They make sure that, you know, but it, you all, I also realize that it's leaving out a good portion of people that see that huge number and they get scared off. I realize that too. So I'm trying to find. Some way. But during the quarantine, I'm doing quarantine supersized episodes and I'll figure it out afterwards.
0: I would suggest you break it into two podcasts a week. Then See, that's what it, do you
1: think? Like, so like part one and part two.
0: Mm hmm people like that people love to podcast a week because it's like you know like for, for you like if you look in your podcast app and it pops up you would be like oh it's like a little present like i didn't know i was going to get this one today because if yeah. you're subscribed it pops up so that's that's my uh <laughs> that's my well i think
1: i think that's actually a great idea and i'm just you know i get scared to then try new things of course i can always try new segments and i do silly new segments all the time but it's sometimes now i'm like Oh no! Are people going to hate me if I do that? I, I I worry too much about this stuff.
0: Yes, It sounds like it. Uh, but what, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, but let's talk about this. All right. So if you record, let's say a four-hour podcast. Yeah. Okay. How long are you really recording, and then you give it over? I heard you uh, refer to producer Linda. You give it over for editing, or is producer Linda really you, and you're editing it?
1: Producer Linda is actually, she is a real girl uh, that lives in Chicago, Illinois with her husband. She actually is not really a producer. She's somebody, and actually she's not, she's been taking the last month off due to all of this. So she's left me to my own devices, but (laughs) I do all the, I I say we just because it sounds better than I, but I do all the editing myself. I do all of it. She's helped me sometimes. She'll help me with outlines She'll help me with like if I say hey can I want to do a segment on uh, tire king she'll put together clips to like check out oh uh huh so she'll kind of put things in my and face I'll call her to talk about an idea and see if I'm crazy or not not because <laughs> she has a really great female perspective that I sometimes I'm like I got to realize like oh I'm just a dumb male I need that perspective <laughs> but I do all the editing myself so like like last night. You know the podcast is like four and a half hours yesterday. but then, in terms of like editing and things like that, all in, I'm spending like twelve hours on one episode. you know
0: Ryan, you have got- <laughs> this is too this is too much for one person with a with a real full-time job
1: I know, but you know, like when you find something that you really love, I feel like just keep working hard now and eventually this will pay off in some way. and if it I, I know this sounds so silly because these are I, I just I'm really. I'm proud of these and I'm proud of I know this sounds so silly, no, but I'm doesn't. proud of it myself, right. you know, um, and I know they're just they're very silly and stuff like that. But I just it's it just something that I think I needed this as much as anybody that like gets something out of it when they listen. So but I do realize I have painted myself into a corner and I'm losing massive amounts of sleep one night a week.
0: Yeah, I'm worried about your sleeping. Do you have like a, I love I
1: feel, I, it. I feel like this is like little a, a an intervention.
0: <laughs> do you have, um? Do you have like a Fitbit or something that tells you how much you sleep? I do. Yeah. Like I do too. I showed my husband yeah. the other night. I go, look at this. It says I slept seven hours and 18 minutes. And it said, Up two times restless twenty six times. I go, I'm not sleeping well. And he goes, he goes, Did you see that that says seven hours? That's a lot of sleep. I go, Are you kidding? I need eight to nine hours and I don't need twenty six times restless. He's like astounded about the amazing sleep that I got where I'm like, I think this is horrible
1: that Fitbit, that Fitbit sleep tracker is you get obsessive with it because then when they give you that, that average of sleep and like you get one night where you're only getting like four hours of sleep, it throws off the whole sleep average. And like, you need that sleep average to be above six and a half hours yes. or it's no good. You yes. know? Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, are you, wait, are you one of those Fitbit people where you're like, I need to get 10,000 steps or more a day and you get obsessed and you can't go to bed unless you get it?
0: I never was until this quarantine. Matter of fact, I haven't put my Fitbit on in likely maybe about a year. But since uh-huh. the quarantine, I was like, well, let's see what's <laughs> doing. Put it, charged it up, put it back on. And turns out I was getting about, you know, like 4,000 steps a day. So now I'm going out for a walk every single day, sometimes twice. And if I can hit 10,000 before like eight or nine o'clock, I'm good. But as long as I hit it before I go to bed and if I get in the bed and it says like, nine, seven, three, I'm like, I'm just circling around my bedroom.
1: Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> I sometimes, I mean, I sometimes will run in place if I, I cause I want to hit that. Mm-hmm. I want to hit 10,000 and you know, it. it's, sometimes when my Fitbit runs out of battery and I forget, it almost is like, it's released me. I'm like, Oh, thank God. You know, it's like, I need that 10,000 or I can't, you know, go to sleep.
0: When mine runs out of battery and I forgot to charge it the night before, then I'm mad because I'm like, I took two walks a day. I bet I at least got 12 and now Fitbit doesn't know how amazing yes, I can. am.
1: Well, that's also like, if I'm going to go walk without a Fitbit, what's the point what's of the that? point? Like, I'm not going to do free steps, like free steps for who? That like makes- Fitbit needs to know I've done all the steps.
0: Right, because Fitbit cares and they're- Yes, really? Fitbit
1: loves me, yes.
0: <laughs> My husband gets like, I don't know, 15,000, 20,000 steps a day. And he'll be How? like, he'll be like, well, I ran a 5K on the treadmill this morning. And then I took the dog. And I'm like, you know what? Go back in your office. Shut up.
1: No, yeah. Nobody There's wants to talk like, to I'm, you. <laughs> uh, I just want to be celebrated for walking. Come on.
0: I feel the same. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink.
0: Okay, I am back with So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. So I'm with Ryan Bailey. Okay, Ryan, you're so, yes. you're just funny in general, right? You're a funny person. You're very funny on Twitter. Not
1: today, but yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: today today too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, today's off.
0: You're very funny on Twitter. And this is how I found you originally. So you were I originally found you on Twitter and we're Twitter friends. And then you started the podcast. So, of course, being a podcaster, I looked into it as well. Now, I would like to point out, some famous people that follow you on Twitter. Yes. So you were saying like, oh, it's great to hear cool people listen. Let's let's discuss the cool people that listen. Monica Lewinsky follows you.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Watch What Happens Live, the show, follows you. Yes. DJ James Kennedy <laughs> and Raquel follow Raquel, you. Raquel, yes. Ariana Maddox. Yeah. Danny Pellegrino, my buddy I love. Awesome guy. Stephen Ray Morris of My Favorite Murder.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you and I are going to talk later about that. My buddy <laughs> Annabelle Sisto.
1: No, oh, I love Annabelle.
0: Entertainment Tonight, the show.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: My buddies Ben and Ronnie.
1: Watch McWrapins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dave Holmes. Oh yeah. Huge
0: yes. And Pratt Daddy Spencer Pratt. Yes. Now I don't think he gives away. He doesn't give away likes and follows very easily.
1: No, no, he doesn't. Um, no, no, okay. No, he doesn't.
0: So let's discuss these people. Yes. How did it come that Monica Lewinsky follows you?
1: Okay. So Monica Lewinsky is actually just a friend of mine. What? Um, yeah. My ex and me, we used to uh, have a dinner party and she used to work with her brother, uh, Mike, and who's a great guy. And so we would do this dinner party thing every month where we would go to somebody's different different house uh-huh. or something. And that's how I met Monica. So I've been friends with Monica over like a, probably like a decade now. And it was so funny. The first night we actually hung out, we played one of those like games, like one of those guessing games. And uh-huh. I, I swear to God, one of the clues uh, was her. Oh, God. One of the questions was about her. And she like made a huge joke about it. But I got to say, one of the nicest, funniest people that I know, one of the kindest people I know, what she's had to deal with. She would tell me stories about having to move apartments because of people following her home. What she means to American pop culture is is incredible. I mean, her name's a verb sometimes. She's she's named in rap songs. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine waking up and not knowing Which piece of pop culture you're going to be mentioned in, and then if it's going to be good or bad, Um, and I feel like she, you know, I love pop culture in the sense that some people can have these redemption arcs. Not that she needs redeemed in any sort of way, but I love that. I love that the tide has turned on her and people realize what a genuine good person she is. And she has a really great stance on anti-bullying that I love. Right, I was bullied in, in junior high and in high school and I understand that kind of stuff. So I really love what she's using her voice for now, even though it's very bizarre why she even has a voice to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I feel there's somebody that's used it for good, but all around just a good normal person that I'm really proud to call a friend, you know,
0: that's amazing. Okay. Now on a totally different spectrum, DJ James Kennedy
1: <laughs> hey, DJ.
0: Why did what did you, what happened the day that you found out DJ James Kennedy and Raquel were following you cuz I don't think probably I haven't kept track of it but I can't imagine that you're like the biggest fans of DJ James Kennedy and Raquel
1: Okay so <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey I kind of have a running joke and on the show as well, that I'm in love with DJ James Kennedy. Uh And part of that is like, I just like to say DJ James Kennedy. I never call it. I never call him James Kennedy. It's always DJ James Kennedy. I genuinely like his song top man, but like for years (laughs) I act like I'm, I, I think there's something funny about a man, my, you know, my age where I act like, not I act where I genuinely fangirl out about these people. So like, I'm like, I love DJ James Kennedy. I love you, DJ James Kennedy. And even yesterday I posted a picture of like the first time I met DJ James Kennedy. I've met him like like 15 times now. He never, I never like say, hey, I'm the guy from Twitter. Like, like I just I'll joke around. Like I went to his opening night at CU next Tuesday. He just did a couple months ago when he got back to Surf. Uh And I went there. I did a like a man on the the scene podcast recording of his first night back. So I like to treat it like it's the most serious thing in the world. But I loved when he followed me. Oh, my God. The thing is, you have to realize these people, uh, except for Ariana, they don't really – they're not in on the joke fully. Right. Like, DJ James Kennedy doesn't understand why I think it's funny that I love him. Like, he won't – like, it works on two levels. So, like, I love him genuinely, but I also love him, like, in a tongue-in-cheek manner.
0: Of course. Okay, so before Runyon Canyon's trail was closed, you saw him and Raquel and Graham –
1: yeah, so I was walking uphill, they were walking downhill, and I was completely out of breath. So I knew I couldn't like stop and say anything. So I wanted to silly I wanted him to know that I understood that he was very a famous DJ. So I walked by him and I was like panting. So all I did was I said Top Man, because that's his song, and I saluted him. Uh-uh. And and he goes, he goes, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the, the and then I just kept walking. I didn't even break pace. I just kept walking because I was like, he must think I'm so cool that I just said top man and just kept walking. The only thing I regret is that I didn't have enough breath control to turn to my left and tell Raquel that I think she's doing amazing this season. And that's what she I regret is. about that. She really is. She's and I don't did you, you watched last night already, right? I did? Mm-hmm. Did you notice in one of those scenes, she finally found her, her correct speaking voice. She usually goes, I'm very nervous to be here. I'm Raquel. (laughs) Like, but she dropped into her voice. Did you like one scene? She was like, hi, how are you? I'm Raquel. Like she, she did not have shaky voice in one scene. And I was so proud of her because you can tell she's like not nervous as much as she was in the beginning of the season.
0: This is also, I think, the acting coach in you telling me you dro- dropped,
1: <laughs> dropped into your voice. Well, do you ever watch reality shows and go, you watch so many like I do, do you ever think, do you ever watch so many where you're like, oh, come on, this is completely fake. They're They're faking this completely.
0: Well, I mean, 98% of them. How, what was your feeling on Love is Blind with that girl, Jessica? who's like, anne Glenn and
1: Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica. Jessica I've, the Mexican. Jessica the
0: I've never heard a worse voice in my life. When I watched this, and everyone else had already watched it. So I was like texting my friends like, wait, I don't – I was texting Aaron Martin, actually. Like, this girl, Jessica, like, how is it that two or three different guys are after – her?" because if we're going on voice alone – I would have run out of the room because I was like, oh, my God. And then later on, <laughs> you know, and then later on, she's like, listen, you're not being serious with your feelings. I was like, who's this? What's this voice? So as an acting it, coach, were you watching that? Like, oh, my God.
1: Well, I mean, I was watching that at many different levels. Jessica was alarming to me. Like it was like a, <laughs> it was like a split personality. It was like how many yeah. people are in there, Jessica? Like, who am I speaking to right now? You know? Which, by the way, don't you think on that Love Is Blind that they Netflix at? We deserve every piece of footage they have from those pods. They just need to release all of it. Like yeah. I want to see all of the Jessica footage. Like just let me watch all the pod footage. You don't need to edit it. I'm I'm a grown-up man. I can just watch it and like turn it off when I want. But they have they're sitting on hours of footage. I want to know exactly everything that was said in those pod dates. Do
0: you know what's so interesting? though? Is there's all these. Um, ancillary characters that, that we never got anything out of. And I heard one of right. the producers tell, I think Andy Cohen, I think said, no, there was like three other couples that fully like went on the Mexico trip and everything that we never even showed because that like that Kenny and Kelly, all of a sudden they were on the Mexico trip. I'm like, who are these people? But they said there were so many couples that did match up. And I was like, season two give us those people what's where are they now you know
1: can you imagine not being good enough to actually make the show after you've shot the show could you imagine that like acting like you're like because part of the thing of this is that they're they're falling in love because the excitement of the cameras imagine like having that feeling and then thinking you're going to be like like known for it and then nothing happens like that's gonna be wrapped. These- exactly weeks
0: or whatever they were oh oh
1: my god and the same thing with like the bachelor like i'll get like eight episodes in on the bachelor and i'll meet people for the first time these contestants i'll be like i never saw that girl i do not know where she (laughs) came from like how did she she just came eight episodes in
0: yeah 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 and they're getting paid nothing and okay so i want to let's go back to these people that follow you yes the tv shows that follow you watch what happens live in entertainment tonight now how did that come about No, two tv shows are following you
1: Entertainment tonight actually is a show like that was my child that was my favorite show as a child growing up in Kansas 6 p.m. I believe it would always come on and I was like Mary Hart and John Tesh yeah. like that was that was the only entertainment news you would get back then like it was uh, you know that was before like cable was so huge and I 7 years old I was like on that thing every night uh, they followed me because I tweeted about like pop culture things and like they would just they followed me Followed me through there but I never I've never dm'd with them but they've like re I think they retweeted me once or something about some pop culture thing watch what happens live is because I think I know the person who runs their twitter account they follow <laughs> me separately well because I tweet a lot about Vanderpump rules and stuff yeah. so uh-huh. I that's how the guy found me and then he runs the watch what happens live account and then they've retweeted me a couple times and I gotta tell you I know it's so silly but it always like it makes me feel like I'm doing something with my life. So,
0: It is nice. You know uh, who follows me is um, I've got Melissa Gorga. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea how. I think one time I just tweeted something about, like, Team Melissa or something. <laughs> and then I got many years ago, I got Stasi followed me. And sometimes oh. we, we chat on the Twitter sometimes.
1: Has Stassi been on the pod yet?
0: No. From your lips to God's ears, I've tried. Tried and tried and tried. We even have, vi- like... Taylor Strucker is like a mutual friend, and I still yeah. can't get her
1: on. You know, I went to acting at Bo, Bo Clark. Her, I was going to ask betrothed. you if you know Bo. Yeah. Yeah. He was in, I actually finally told this story last week. I'm friendly with Bo. He was in my first acting class in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he really is a commercial casting director. He brings right. me in for commercials. And he got me, my last commercial agent, about a year and a half ago. He knows I love Vanderpump Rules. I had to warn him, but we never talk Vanderpump Rules. I never, and I get really scared because I really go hard on that cast sometimes, and I'll make mm. fun of them very, so I get really nervous that Bo's going to find out like how <laughs> how hard I go sometimes. And uh, But I got to say, the Bo I know has always been Extremely nice, caring, generous person outside of that TV show.
0: I met him when I was in LA.
1: Did you go to the Count of show?
0: Yeah, and I was at that after I was at that after that VIP after party. Yeah, yeah, I was there, and I just went up to him because I talked to um, Jackie, and I was talking to Jackie, and then Jackie was talking to him, Jackie of the Bitch Bible. Jackie Schimmel. And I went up. Yeah. It was like, Jackie, will you introduce me? And then I met him. And then they started talking. I was like, nice to meet you, and ran off like a like a loser. But I did meet him. And I was like, oh, wow, he's taller than I
1: thought. Yeah, I pitched a show to him that we were almost, we were like thinking about where we followed Countess Luann like the Grateful Dead, and just went town to town. <laughs> and like tail <laughs> and tailgated outside Countess Luann's conference. <laughs> That's
0: amazing.
1: That's yeah. amazing.
0: And we get pretty old. Um <laughs> I've now been two times okay yeah. okay so speaking of Vader Pump rules and DJ James Kennedy and Bo and Saucy and all that you're pretty vocal in your uh, disdain for Jax Taylor Oof. Uh, for a while there your um, your goal was to be blocked and then pretty quickly you were blocked um yeah. I'm, I'm blocked on one account I was blocked and then I was unblocked and now I'm blocked again and I have no idea I never I never speak of him I've met him in person he's a jackass I don't speak of him yeah. um, but he but he blocked me. Now, has Jax ever done anything to you personally, or you just hate him as a human on the show?
1: Yeah, he kidnapped my mom once. T- no, 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 um, <laughs> he, no. He's not done anything to me personally, but I, I don't know. I think I have this weird Catholic, like, small town kind of thing where I feel personally upset that like he is able to get away with as much as he does mm-hmm. and and nobody calls him like i mean he doesn't really suffer any long term consequences and i right. think it's like how do you keep failing upwards and i think that i think i have this weird sense of outrage about it and i you know on the podcast every every week or a lot of the weeks i'll do a segment called jack's tweets of the week because his twitter <laughs> like you said is on this week's episode he went after fedex cuz he didn't get a package and i'm like how ballsy does it take to at FedEx when we are in a pandemic and you didn't get, like, what is it? Your protein powder you didn't get? He right. literally is going back and forth, yelling about them. And I'm like, dude, these essential workers are bussing their ass so we can get our Amazon packages. And you're you're adding them on Twitter. And he went, I mean, not just one tweet. He did like 30 tweets in a row, row at FedEx. And I'm like, you are so privileged. And then he he picks fights with 15 year old girls on Twitter and calls them fat and stuff like that. And I'm just
0: Oh, he'll say things like, Your husband should punch you right in your
1: face. Yes. Or you're you're ugly. You're ugly. so ugly. Yeah. And I just I don't like how he I mean, it's just but I feel like a child when I do it. Like I, I I, I go stoop down to his level because I just don't like how he treats Sandoval this season. I don't I just don't like him. And I was like, dude, don't you remember you You've cheated on your best friend with his girlfriend at the time. You've cheated on everybody you've ever been with. You are performative in your love. Including,
0: of, the, including the one he's married to now.
1: Yes. And like, yeah. I just feel like my mom is very religious and he's very performative in his love of God right now. And I'm like, you know, yes. he needs to let us know all the time how much he loved. Like, and I just, sometimes the performativeness of Jax Taylor is a little much for me. So I need to yell about it.
0: I understand. I I understand. I feel that way about a lot of people on TV. Just your Twitter is so, it's everything. And I was looking at it uh, before we were talking. And that's when I noticed all these like people that were following you. And I remembered a while back when it was like, your name was blocked by Jax Taylor. And I was like, (laughs) you and everybody else in the world. Yeah, it's crazy. So when Vanderpump comes to an end, if it ever ends, I know it's like 21 episodes and we're like 15 in or something. Yeah. what will be your next uh, target? Who will you be mad at next?
1: Um, gosh, I will probably just be myself, but like, you know, <laughs> who would be my target? Who else do I really, I used to have really not like Nick Vial from The Bachelor, but he's done with that. Like, let, let me see, you know, every, okay. I'm trying to think of somebody, a 90 day fiance.
0: How do you feel about Big Ed?
1: I was just going to say Big Ed. <laughs> okay. So here, wait, here's, here's what I want to ask you. And I know you guys talk about 90 day fiance all the Like, okay, so Big Ed. Uh-huh. I don't agree with how he's, he's treating Rose, you know, or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, shave your legs, all of this stuff. But like, if he was a good looking man in any sense of the word, I feel like he would be getting so much more of a break, but since he has no neck, people have gone hard on him. Like, I can't imagine if I was big Ed, like reading the things that I read about him. There is a part of me that really pities him, even though, I mean, listen, 90 Day Fiance, I can't pretend to understand anything that's happening because it is just jaw-droppingly shocking that mm-hmm. any of this exists. But it, I got to say, it's my favorite reality show on TV. And I don't cover it because I'm like, this one is for me. This one, I just, I watch without taking notes because I just want to enjoy this and yeah. have this wave of shock and awe. Remember, what was the guy last night? Was it Caesar last season? That uh, like, Poor Caesar,
0: the nail tech?
1: Yeah, like I think yeah. I... I almost got angry at him. Like I was like, I was like, you just want to shake these people and be like, what? No, look at me. Like, what are you not understanding? Like the poor lady with Williams. Well, that doesn't sound like Williams, you know? Like <laughs> like she has two pictures of Williams. She's sending nude pictures and videos to him. Oh, no. And then she's getting like, if, can you imagine her kids? Could you imagine no. her kids going like, oh my God, my mom sent a dirty video to this guy. She thinks name is Williams. Right. Like, I mean,
0: it's really sad. It's really it's so sad. sad, but it's
1: the best TV show ever. I try to explain to people, like, just give it a chance. And the only, like, I hate it. Cause people will be like, no, I don't want it. They're too ugly. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what? And that's why like shows like Vanderpump Rules and all those shows like when everybody's exist. pretty. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm okay. like, I love 90 day fiance. Give me all of that. You know,
0: that's so funny. Yeah. A lot of people like get mad at some of the housewives because they want some of the housewife shows to be aspirational. Right. And if somebody's living in like a townhouse, they're like, that's not aspirational. I too live in a townhouse. Do you know what I mean? Like, or they're like, this person lives like in a little apartment in New York City. I'm like, you don't even know how much that little apartment in New York City probably costs. Yes. But- yeah, so a lot of people watch these shows because they want to, it to be aspirational and just be so far out of their reach. Where a 90 Day Fiance. It's like it's you on your worst day, right? It's not. Um, <laughs> and that's why... That's why we love it, and there are shows that people like to watch that are like, I just want to watch it and have it for me, and I and and like for for podcasters or recappers, some things you like. My daughter won't watch Vanderpump with me because I pause it because I'm typing, typing, typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety, I usually watch all the way through, and then I go through and do my notes because I want to just soak it in the ridiculousness of it.
1: I used to do that with Vanderpump Rules too, where I'll watch it, I'll watch it once or twice, and then I'll watch it and take notes. But last night's episode was so bad that I, yeah. d- I just like I'm going to just take notes from the beginning. But like, oh, you're married. How would you, if you weren't married, what would ever possess you to do a 90 day fiance? Like, couldn't you fail here in America? Like, couldn't you That's find somebody? Time. That's why I say somebody- all the time. Couldn't the time, you find somebody can- to treat you bad here? Why like, can't why would Darcy find some scene? nice guy
0: in Connecticut that was Darcy's, to date her.
1: Darcy's going to be on that show her entire life. Yeah, She is never going. I met Darcy in person one time at a 90-day press event. And yeah. I have an interview on my podcast with her on the second episode. It's like a really tiny one. But she was wasted. She was wasted yeah. at a 90-day press event. And she literally didn't understand the like questions I was asking. And then she started, she started hitting on me. And I was like... She was like, she's like, maybe I'll come home with you. And I was like in the ninety, And the person that was like assigned to her from TLC was like, Darcy, okay, okay, we, we got to stop this. We got to stop this. And it was, I have a picture with us. And it was like, it's one of my most prized possessions is my picture with Darcy.
0: Oh, my gosh. You could blow it up, put it up by your fireplace.
1: Yeah, I geek out about <laughs> stuff like that.
0: I do too. And sometimes uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't go to BravoCon was because I was like, I don't want to stand and get a picture with Ramona. I want to sit down and have a drink with her. Like I need yes. to like get it. I need to really get in there. I don't want to like a two minute picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I, I need to really get in there and figure, figure out what's happening. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about podcasts.
2: Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together.
0: Okay, I'm back with Ryan Bailey of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. So Ryan talks about everything pop culture, and that's just from A to Z, anything in between. But you now you're telling me you've been a kind of a more of a long time podcaster than I realized because I only know about this podcast. So tell me, you were on another podcast about the Kardashians?
1: Yeah, that was called Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan, and yeah. uh, Kara, my partner. Uh, she was a Kardashian connoisseur. She knew everything about the Kardashians. And I, at the time, had never watched the Kardashians. So the conceit of it was, it was a recap show where she knew everything about the Kardashians and I knew nothing. So I was, I would just be like, you know, Kindle would come on screen and I'd be like, this girl's an idiot. Like, how does this girl even exist? Like, I was kind of shocked and amazed. I, I just wasn't, I knew Kardashians from pop culture, of course, but I didn't know anything about the shows she was the straight man. I was the the funny man that was just like, kind of like, you know, when Caitlyn would come on screen, it would be like, yeah, baby, it's me, Caitlyn. <laughs> you know?
0: I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians at oh, all. Oh,
1: it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, Like, they have the most exciting lives of any celebrity family known to man, and they still manage to make it one of the most boring shows known to man. They do an hour-long show with, I say, about like, Five good minutes an episode. And it, but it's fascinating because they could have the best reality show in the history of reality shows, but it's so overproduced and fake. Yeah. I yeah. guess this season's better than most. The first four episode the first three episodes have been actually pretty good, but that's not saying a lot because that show is just wall to wall bad usually.
0: I don't know anything about it. I'll just see, you'll see sometimes in like, you know, people or Daily Mail or whatever, that it'll be like a photo and then it'll show you like what happened on the show. And it shows the photo of how they're setting up this shot to have this like casual conversation. But that, you know, took them two hours to set up the shot for this casual conversation, which of course happens on all reality shows. But Kardashian seems uh, more egregious than most.
1: Oh, it was like, you know, recapping that show, sometimes just having to watch the show was like clocking in at a coal mine or something. You're just like, uh, oh, time to go to work, you know?
0: Time to watch the Kardashians.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. So, what podcast do you listen to? I always find it so interesting, for, especially for somebody like you Yeah. and your pop culture background. I'll be very interested to see what you're listening to.
1: So, this is kind of like really, I don't know if it's weird or it's normal, but like, I don't listen to pop culture podcasts. I... I will listen to the daily, the New York Times, the daily every morning. It's like a 20 to 30 minute uh, podcast hosted by Michael Barbaro. And it kind of gives me news or it gives me a certain section of the world that I'm not aware of or a story. I mean, right now it's all pandemic things. So it's sometimes really scary to listen to. And I find myself not listening to as much as I used to. I will always, you know, I always usually listen to that, you know, that's something that I start my day with usually.
0: Did you hear the one where it was the Harvey Weinstein lawyer? And at the end when they said, you know, at the end they asked her, you know, so you've never been like a young girl that was in a bad position or, or, and she said, I would never let that happen to me. I would never put myself in that position. I was like, what?
1: Are you a woman in this uh, world? I mean, (laughs) I remember listening to that at work and just like my jaw was like, I mean, it was fat. It was compelling, fascinating podcast, but it was jaw droppingly troubling on so many levels and like i have mainly friends that are girls i grew up on a street in kansas with all girls and i just kind of have more girl tendencies than guy tendencies and i gotta say like the older i get the more women tell me their stories involving men and it is so alarming when you hear somebody that can represent a monster like that and, and, and try to, I know lawyers have to do their thing, but to, to make excuses for a man that has deliberately done so many horrible things to women. And the sad thing is he's not the only one. Like everybody, every woman seems to have a, a story about a man, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Oh well, sorry. I totally got off track. Cause I was like,
1: no, no, no. I know. You said no, I, know. I was you said like the getting- daily.
0: I was like, cause I <laughs> kind of pick and choose with the daily as well, because I too much bad news is not good for me. So with the daily, I kind of look and see what it's about. And I'm like, eh. Do I feel like knowing how many people died or maybe, you know, so with the daily, I have to pick and choose, but you listen every day.
1: I have skipped a couple when it's been like, I got to say, sometimes my emotional mood is up and down during this pandemic. So sometimes it's not the thing I'll rush to. And I used to like turn on the TV every morning and now I don't do that anymore either. Mm -hmm. I was getting, I was getting news obsessed for a while.
0: I, I, I go through cycles of that as well. And now I just either put it on HGTV or Bravo and just let it run. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just let
0: it run. Like, whatever it is, it'll be fine. It'll be filler. Yeah. Um Okay, what other podcasts? Sorry, I, we got totally off track.
1: Okay, so there's a podcast by Gimlet Media called Heavyweight. Okay. It's hosted by this one guy, but they're kind of like stories where – it's called heavyweight one word, but it breaks down into two words, heavy weight. And it's all about these stories of people's weight that they carry around, not physically, but mental weight of like stories that have happened in their past where they just never got an answer for. There was one person, uh, Moby, the the DJ, uh-huh. uh, this one guy thought he used to be friends with Moby like 25 years ago, and he loaned Moby this collection of African tribal music. And Moby turned it into one of his hit songs and Uh he felt he never, he was like, I loaned him those records 25 years ago. I, I never got credit for those. And they track Moby down and they tell this whole story, but in doing so you really get this unique perspective on the person that's been carrying around this weight all their life. And then you get to talk to the person that actually like, you know, has taken the space up in this person's mind, and they usually have no clue. They're like, "I, I didn't. I just borrowed a record. I don't know." You know, like, so wow. it, it's a really interesting. Uh, I love things like that where it's it's produced because you get a, you know, you hear the story, you hear a bunch of different interviews. I grew up a big reader. Like I used, to, I used to read a lot before. Now I don't at all because I watch TV. But I, I feel like there's something very cinematic and very novel about it where they're telling a story from a to b a, a to z
0: yeah okay i'm gonna check that out because it sounds like sounds like a, g- a good story and maybe some of them are like at the end it's like a catharsis or like a feel good at the end yeah maybe all right you got anything else
1: okay this is like an oldie and this is wtf with mark Marin. Uh-huh. um and not because of mark Marin. like I will usually skip past all of his solo stuff in the beginning, and I'll go right to the interview because he's one of the first people that actually kind of broke in podcasts in terms of success. The range of his guests are, it's really insane. He gets the best guests, and I always love to see where he goes with it. I love to see, and also, I don't know if you do this as well, Will, where you'll, I feel like it strengthens me as an interviewer or points out, like, or you'll... You'll know, you listen to something and be like, oh, I would have asked this, or I would have asked, oh, I'm so curious about this. And I think for that, it helps me in in trying to get to be a better interviewer. And I don't – I sometimes don't think he's the best interviewer in the world, but it is interesting. And I I try to stay away usually from all pop culture and reality show podcasts because I don't want to – I don't want to copy – what uh, what Danny's doing or what you're doing or what Laura's doing and and I like I love all of these people like Laura lives like two doors down from me and like she's one oh, of my wow. really good yeah she's one of my really good friends like but I don't want to copy like I already know we're all funny I already know we're all special and unique but what I don't want to do is I never want to copy somebody else I never want to do somebody's imitation I never want to yeah, I want to have my own opinions so sometimes I'll stay away from that and and that's why I listen to like a news podcast or a story podcast or something that I don't do, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't listen to a lot of 90-day recaps because- Because you already every, do one. You know? Everybody's You're... funny and I don't want to say something if Aaron and I are talking about it. I don't want to say it. And then because I, I will always say, oh, I heard this, you know, somebody else said this or on Pillow Talk they said this because I don't want it to be like, I'm taking credit for this like new thought, you know? Yeah, that, so I yeah. think you, you have to kind of be careful and plus, you're so you're so enmeshed in the pop culture with what you're doing. I think it would probably be hard to like, you're like, oh, I already talked about that for
1: seven hours yesterday. Same thing on Twitter is that I'll never hashtag search because like everybody's idea is their own. I don't want to poach anybody's ideas. And we usually all have similar ideas anyways, but I think it's what makes podcasts um, special to me is when I can, when I know, when I get a little sense of who Mary Payne is. Or would I get a little sense of like who that person is like, and they and this is a very acting thing is that like anybody can say the lines on a page, but what mm-hmm. do you, what do you bring to it? What makes it, what is your special sauce that you put on something? And I always, that's what I look for in anything that I watch or listen to or, or see is that I want to see what everybody, I know this sounds so flowery, but everybody's unique. <laughs> Everybody yeah. has their own way of like humor and talking. And I just think that's what's so cool about podcasts.
0: I agree. Oh man, I think you nailed it. I think that's a great, uh, that's a great way to end it too, to talk about how special and wonderful and fly. <laughs>
1: we <all> are. <laughs>
0: Um, listen, I I want everybody that is my listener here to, if you want just any kind of coverage of any kind of pop culture, Ryan's got it for you. And some of his podcasts are very long. I'm having an intervention with him. We're (laughs) going to figure out a way we're going to break it into two a week, but the great thing that he does, and a lot of people don't do this is he puts the timestamps in so you can sort of go through. You're like, all right, I don't want to hear about Vanderpump Rules, but I do want to hear about, kardashians or, or whatever else is out there so check out so bad it's good with ryan bailey and tell everybody where they can find you especially on the twitter where i think it's a bright shining moment on my twitter feed
1: uh, i love thank you it's uh at ryan bailey 25 r-y-a-n-b-a-i-l-e-y and then my uh instagram for the show is so bad it's good with ryan bailey and I just do a lot of silly memes and, and you know, ban- a lot of Vanderpump rules, making fun of Jax. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I put boobs on Jax the other day and it made me laugh. So that's on there. And uh, yeah, so and always reach out. I love I love talking to anybody that listens or anybody that loves the same stuff I do. Uh, we have a really special community here. So uh, please reach out.
0: Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you we'll uh, we'll keep talking we'll catch wait up wait wait. Soon. by the
1: way now i because you already said you'll come on my pod right i will okay so you we have to decide what that what what which hour you want to be on and which show you want to do
0: well i'll do anything but i i can't talk for four hours
1: no 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 have to talk no for no the guests only no the guests only have to talk for like 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour
0: okay all right yeah that i can do that I
1: can do. <laughs> what if i make you do all four hours that's perfect <laughs>
0: Like, let me get my coffee, and then let me just roll right into drinking.
1: You're sleeping, Mary Payne. You're sleeping. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you, Ryan.
1: Thank you.